This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, welcome into the party, Patrick Allen, Matt Connor. It's the Arrowhead Attic Podcast schedule release show. Matt Verderam, we here, will be joining us just a little bit later when this thing uh, pops off. He's at soccer practice. He's coaching coaching Maisie's soccer team. What a guy, right, Matt? I mean, look, my son's now eight. I think Maisie's four. We put my son in soccer at the age of four. It was like I the, the coach's own son kept moving like he would play goalie and one time we caught him he was like standing where you'd have um like a like a corner kick and his dad was going crazy like you're the goalie why are you over there and he's like i just like to stand where it's shady so as the sun was moving the whole game he just kept moving over and that's what i you know i don't know how he coaches four-year-olds because that's what it was in our experience i really hope that verderam is as intense coaching <laughs> like toddler soccer as he is with everything else in his life because it's just going to be like, can you see, like, can you imagine like the locker room pep talk? Like, listen, w- when we get back out there in the second half, th- these guys are trash. They're just <laughs> absolute garbage. I mean, they're, they're passing as a dumpster fire. Like all the kids are probably like terrified, you know, if they make a mistake, Verderam's like, Jesus, you know, if you it's should... like when he watches the Chiefs, this poor kid. Well, this should be a boat race. <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah. We're going to boat race these kids. Yeah. So, yeah. Th- th- not one of them's over three and a half feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> You're pretty good. Thank you, Robert pretty good the Bruce. That. Robert the Bruce said Patrick looking fit these days. Indeed, sir. Indeed. I'm back to I'm almost back to my playing weight. Probably got about 25 pounds to go before we get there. Um, so welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. The, the schedule, as you know, it's going to be released here in about, you know, 16, 17 minutes. So we're going to kill some time. We know about some games. There's lots to talk about. Um 
I gotta, I gotta do the plug though. I'm wearing the new merch, Arrowhead Attic Podcast. You can get this on the fan-sided swag store. Links are in the description. I got this and I don't have it on me. It's in the other room, but the, um, the sweetest, the golf hat. Uh, I think Sterling's got one of these too. The white Adidas golf hat, pretty awesome as well. Um, but I dig the tee. It's a good look. I like the logo. Show some cheese pride. I even got this, Matt Connor. Check this out. Yeah, show me the show me your wares. Yes, you can get this from if you're if you're audio only. I'm sorry, but you can get this in the fan at swag store as well. You can see all my ring lights here. Pretty cool. Established yeah. 2007. I love this one. It's yeah, not that it's expensive like, either. Like a vintage. Um, you need a man cave for. Is that your man cave there? It's the, like the library. So I, I'm trying to like go on a little more on the classy side, but I got some chief stuff around. I'm still figuring it out. We're in a bit of an identity crisis. Nothing wrong with a classy cave. <clears throat> nothing wrong with no, that. No, nothing wrong with the classy cave. Um, okay, so you've been, I want to ask you, because you've been on top of this, and the schedule release has kind of changed over the years, right? I mean, even as recently, well, it used to come out like right before the draft, like the week before the draft, or sometimes even the week of the draft. <clears throat> and now they've moved it, which on one hand, I, as a fan, I hate because I, I want to know, but I like that they're kind of extending the off season. I think that's a good thing. So, but it used to come out and it was just, you didn't really, I mean, there was maybe a leak here or there, but you didn't really hear anything. And then, you know, it came out all at once. It was very overwhelming. I remember when I, when I was in your position, editing the website, like trying to get everything and write. And, and so, but now, and I think the NFL wants it this way. It's this like drip, 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 like starting like last week. Yeah. And they're giving, they want to dominate, right? Like as long a time period as they possibly can. So instead of just, just throwing it all up on one day, you know, it's like, oh, make sure you tune into the good morning America. And they're going to tell you what game they've got a special game. And then, and by the time that it's a little anticlimactic, I feel like I know like half the schedule already. You do. Yeah, you do. You know, the NFL gave each of its broadcast partners one day this week to unveil one game that they wanted, like of their choice. Uh, So on Monday, we found out about the Chiefs and the Chargers leading the Amazonian streaming charge on Thursday nights. Um, I think today, again, we found out another Chiefs game because it's going to be a cornerstone for Sunday night football. It's that week four matchup against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Um, So, yeah, you know, they do this like titration kind of thing where it's the slow IV drip of information. But I I think they've learned league wide. They've learned like PR wise that that keeps us talking more than like the overwhelming thing. If they can make it the slow drip. Yeah, we'll let you tinker with some free agents now beforehand before we sign them. Now we can, you know, the draft is already a year-long thing now. Um, it's like the NFL needs to make up one more event in early, in like late June just to like own all of our calendars. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, look, God bless them. They're marketing geniuses. People can't get enough NFL. They added a game. They, they, they drag everything out. The draft used to be one, one long marathon day, and now it's a – a three-day event in going to different cities, taking it on tour Um, games in London, games in Germany, games in Mexico city. It's it's pretty crazy. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to all the Arrowhead addict sustaining members, all of our our subscribers. Of course, if you're just subscribed to the YouTube or on the audio version, but a special shout out to our crew from the Arrowhead addict discord, our members. Um, There's information about that in the description if you're interested in uh, hanging out with us, I was getting, uh, I was getting tips. Let me tell you how useful the discord is. Okay. 
we've talked about it on the show. Like, yeah, we're talking chiefs in there and then, you know, it's times get slow. There's a movie channel. There's a beer. Ch- like we're talking about everything. And I, I just got my lawn seated this week and it's like, we, it's like, un, you know, it's unseasonably hot. It's like 90 degrees. And I was in there getting advice from people on like, how often should I water this? How much should I water these seeds? And some of the guys in there were, and I'm sending them pictures of my backyard and I'm like, ah, it's pretty hot. And then they're like, well, you know, it's so, um, it's just a, it's, it's a great time. A lot of really good dudes in there. We have we have happy hours. I think we have one coming up in, the, in a week or two where we get to meet everybody, um, and that's really fun too. So check it out. Link in the description. What's up, Steve? Wall says, "Hey guys, looking forward to a dynamite show as usual. Appreciate you, sir. Absolutely." Um, and I'm just going to take this moment, and we're going to get back to talking some Chiefs to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Kansas City Beer Company, Casey Beer Co. It's the largest locally owned brewery in Kansas City. And they're also the only brewery in KC to focus on German beer styles. They're awesome. They just re-upped with us, by the way. Thank you to all of you because you guys are reaching out to KC Beer Co. on Twitter, at KC Beer Co., letting them know that you heard about their beer on this podcast, tweeting them pictures of you drinking their beer. That goes such a long way um, towards towards them understanding that they're getting great value from advertising on our podcast. It means we're going to keep keep doing shows and, and probably come to Kansas City for the draft next year and do a bunch of other cool things. So we appreciate you guys and your support. Casey Beer, I'm drinking one right now. I got the IPL. Um, it's friggin' delicious. Double dry hopped Indian Pale Lager. Um, oh, man. This is one of my favorites. And they, I just got... I drove out to Kansas City and stopped by KC Beer to pick up my new shipment um, or, or my new my cash, whatever you want to call it. And uh, it's worth the trip, man, from Chicago. I this They gave me some special stuff. Check this majestic beer out. Did you get one of these too? I did. I did. Yeah. The uh, Koning Eisenbach. I mean, it's got purple foil on it. And look at this, uh, this sort of like mystical, mythical beast here. Do you know what that is? <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't. It's got like, it's like diamonds for horns. You need like a twenty-sided dice to roll and say like, "Am I am I drinking this? Yes or no?" And then you right, roll. right, yeah, um, yeah. Nineteenth century. There's all. There's a great. I haven't even read this yet. I'm not drinking it yet. It's not cold. I'm like hanging on to it because um, I, you know, I don't know. Like maybe I should. This is like a Chief Super Bowl celebration beer. Or I, I think it's a commemorative piece, man. Oh, By the way, I love. Hold on, uh, hold on. Did you see this from Shelby? Shelby I did. Stone? I was just gonna say yeah, that. Go, yeah, go I love seeing. Read it. Say it. Love seeing Shelby Stoner having KC beer at my wedding this September. Two things. One, congratulations on the coming ceremony. That's pretty yeah. awesome. And uh, what, like, what a great way. Look, if if it, if there should be anything at a wedding. It's German purity laws, right? right. So, yeah. So we, uh, yeah. Congratulations, Shelby. That's a great choice, both drinking wise and and hope you have a great uh, ceremony there. Yeah, the Germans won't come and arrest you for breaking their beer purity laws. Uh, let us know if you're get where you're getting married. You get married in Casey. Maybe we can come out and uh, we'll do a live podcast from from your wedding uh, from the stage. From the stage. Yeah. If anybody be interested in that, I'm like half dead serious, Shelby. Um, just uh, yeah, give us a shot. Um, I, I like to go to Kansas City. Slight yeah. note. I've like I'm ordained to do that stuff. If you I need someone, if you need someone Wait. to officiate your wedding, I can do it. Universal Life Church. Uh, no, but I've I've done I've done dozens of weddings. I can do this. Maybe we can all do it. The whole crew will marry uh, Shelby. Um, Okay, let's talk a little bit of Chiefs. So as I said, we know some of these games. We know all the opponents. So I'm just going to – I'm going to start us off, and we're about eight minutes out from the schedule releasing um, officially. 
And I'm going to go through and I'm just going to read to you guys the list of opponents home and away. If you're not aware, the way that the NFL schedule works, a lot of people, you hear a lot of noise about, ah, it's a first place schedule. And how's that work? It's actually very simple. Every NFL, it's it's almost all set except for, it used to be two games, not three games. Um, And the way that it works is the, the, the Chiefs play each division in the AFC and they play the divisions in the NFC and it just rotates. Okay. And then when they're not, whatever divisions they're not playing, the, that whole first place, second place, third place schedule thing, whatever division they're not scheduled to play that year in the, in the AFC, they play the team that finished in the corresponding spot in that division that they did. So if they finish in first and they're playing the AFC North, then they're going to play the first place team from the AFC East and the South. Right. Um, essentially is, as how it works. So, it rotates through, and now there's this extra game, and they do that with an NFC division. Basically, same deal. So we know who they're going to play. So so the Chiefs at home, they're going to be playing the Buffalo Bills, the Broncos, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Raiders, the Chargers, the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Tennessee Titans. And on the road, the Arizona Cardinals, the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, the Denver Broncos, the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Chargers, of course, San Francisco, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, remember, the Chiefs have an extra away game this year because of the 17th game. It just flip-flops from AFC to NFC. So last year, the AFC teams all got the extra game, and next year, they got to go on the road. Um, it's just the way that it works. It sucks. One, uh, one, one, same number of games that Arrowhead, but one less than last year. What do you think of the, the what's the, what, what is that they're saying the chiefs have the, what it's a top 10 difficulty schedule based on last year's records, right? You know, based on last year's records, but that's, I mean, that's a pretty lazy, I mean, think of this, think of Seattle going off last year's record when they right. don't have Russ Wilson, which then think of Denver going off last year's record when they do have Russ Wilson. I mean, the whole, the whole thing is kind of a sham. What I do love is um, I, th- I think a lot of you out there probably are familiar with Warren Sharp, right? I mean, he's a proof. He's uh, for anyone who's into analytics, anyone who's in NFL Twitter, Warren Sharp, Sharp's analysis is a pretty common follow. If you don't know Sharp stuff. It's definitely worth looking up, subscribing. He really tremendous. Sharp came out uh, this week with his strength of schedule, and the Chiefs are number one, and it's not even close. Like, like it goes like by like this curve, and then the Chiefs are just way off on the end of like that. They have the hardest, and his strength of schedule is using Vegas's win projections for this year. So it feels more accurate. It's it's definitely responding to the offseason changes that have t- taken place around the league. Um, so last year, the Tennessee Titans looked huge because they were the number one seed. Now they drafted Malik Willis. You got a little bit of maybe quarterback controversy. Derrick Henry is older, coming off an injury. They traded A.J. Brown. Is anyone really taking them as seriously as the number one seed? Yeah. And the Chiefs play them. I think they play them at home, right? So... You know, like those kinds of changes are what's different from the quote regular strength of schedule that you see versus like something a little bit more accurate. I th- I think, and I prefer Warren Sharp's. The downside there is that Sharp says, "Hey, look, no one has a tougher gauntlet than the Chiefs this year, and it's not even really close." Yeah, and look, I mean, that's a bit of their own making. When you're successful, you have to play tougher teams. The AFC West is is looking really strong on paper, and then you know you. You got to play a team like the Buffalo Bills, who who took the Chiefs to the wire 
in the AFC divisional round last year. That certainly jacks up their thing. Now they're playing the defending Super Bowl champions. That's just, again, the rotating schedules and all of those things. So it's tough. The 17th game makes it even harder, but you just don't know. You don't know what the what it's going to be like. Um, so as we're about three minutes away from the schedule schedule officially being released, we can get into one game that we know, week one. This is confirmed. It, the Chiefs are going on the road on 9-11 at 325. Arrowhead time to play the Arizona Cardinals. How do you feel that about that game as an opener? They're, they're a solid team. Won a lot of games recently. Kyler Murray's talented quarterback. Is that one that worries you? First first game of the season, kind of a tough test with a lot of new faces. Yeah, you know, in in, in one way, we're catching the Cardinals at, at the right time because uh, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for the first several games of the year. So you have the Cardinals, you know, lacking there. At the same time, the Chiefs are also going to be one of the younger teams. Um, we've talked about this on the podcast before. I think I think all of us have that the Chiefs defense is going to be radically different at the end of the year. You know, is Carl Loftus first game versus 17th game or, you know, Trent McDuffie's first game and uh, like I think there's going to be a lot of adjustments there. So I, I think it's going to be a little bit tougher that way. We're learning how to play with no Tyreek. They're learning how to play with no D uh no DeAndre. Uh I, the most interesting storyline might be Cliff Kingsbury against Patrick Mahomes and sort of the fun like reunion slash matchup that will be. So yeah, should should be a good game. What the the downfall the the maybe disappointing side or maybe depending on how you look at it. Remember, like all this week, the reports were they turned out to be false, but there were rumors. Hey, the Houston Texans are going to open the season against the Chiefs, and everyone was like, "Oh, good, it's like a cupcake." And then that Thursday night showdown with the Chargers. Yeah. And then now it's like, oh, turns out that was a complete you know hoax, and and then now it's uh, now we'll save that till late in the season. So yeah, should be a tough first month, that's for sure. Yeah, and so uh, again, we're about one minute away from the whole thing dropping, and and I know some of you it's out there already or leaks or we don't know, but we're we're gonna go through it. We got plenty of time tonight, so but we do know we know the first four games, right? So we know that Cardinals game a much tougher test than we thought. I was definitely hoping for that Texans game, and remember there are no cupcakes in the NFL. They're all really, really difficult games. Even when you're playing a team that looks like it's going to be as bad as the Texans, you can slip up and you can lose. Just ask the Los Angeles Chargers. But it would have been nice to have a a little bit more of an easier opponent to kind of settle in. They're not going to have that. They're going to have to have, uh, they're going to have to be ready to go as much as they can be. But remember, it's the first game of the season for the Arizona Cardinals too. It's not like they, um, you know, don't have new additions and new players and those types of things. So the Chiefs, I think, will be up to the task. I got them going 1-0. Andy Reid and openers has been tremendous. And there's a little bit of an unknown for the rest of these teams as they're coming into the season playing a very different Chiefs team. Everyone thought they had the playbook on how to beat the Chiefs and, and to, you know, the, playing the shell coverage and taking away Tyreek. This is going to be, I think, fun for Andy Reid because if the offense is sharp, if they have a good training camp, they're really going to be able to do some damage there early in the season while teams are trying to figure out, boy, what's this new offensive scheme? So the element of surprise is a little bit in the Chiefs' favor. Not week two, the Chiefs are back at Arrowhead and uh, to open the season. So 9-15, it's a Thursday night, 7-20 against the Los Angeles Chargers. So it's rough, man. I mean, you've got that first game of the season, and then you got a quick turnaround. And as Matt Verderam joins us, how you doing, sir? We had a debate. We wanted to know, are you as intense coaching those little kids playing soccer as you are with everything else? No. 
I am the complete opposite. Although it actually got canceled today because everybody's gone soft and it's 90 degrees out. And God forbid we play a 30 minute soccer game for uh, in 90 degree weather. Uh, might as well schedule the damn thing for Christmas. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, you, you have to just have fun with it. The four and five. So I am the complete opposite. I, I just I encourage everybody and have fun. And uh, it, it's, it's a good time. I'm really happy I'm doing it. Have you told the kids at least once that the other team was trash and that they were going to boat race them? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have instructed them that the the goal here is to uh, is to ruin the other goaltender. I just just kick the ball at him as much as humanly possible. So look, that you get, I mean, you do have to try to score goals, right? I mean, that's I don't care if they win or they lose, but hell, you got to you got to kick the crap out of the soccer ball. It's fun. They're good kids. So we were just going in. A, a, a thing's supposed to be dropping. I don't know if it's hit one of the major websites yet. I know Matt, oh, Matt Connors monitoring that. We were just talking about week two and the tight turnaround that the Chiefs have going on the road to take on the Cardinals. And yeah, they're coming back to Arrowhead, but it's a short week early in the season while you're still trying to gel at Arrowhead. Of course, the, 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 the Chargers have the same task and they've got to go on the road, which is always tough. What's your take on that game, Verderam? Is, that, is there a little bit of a – is this a good thing – for the Chiefs to get this Thursday game out of the way early in the season and that it's at home? Or do you not like it so early in the year with, with not a lot of continuity? I always have a belief that you'd rather play the good teams on your schedule early in the year, which I know cuts both ways because you could say, well, you're maybe not as in sync and those games are harder. But my feeling on it is when you get late in the year, those good teams are their playoff bound teams. Like those teams are clicking on all cylinders at that point. And it's really hard to beat them because everything's getting put into these games. You catch a team week two. Look, it's a big game, but it's week two. Like, I don't care who you are. It's harder to get up for a game in week two than it is week 15. Like, I think that game, Sunday Night Football in Denver in week 14, that game is going to be a bloodbath. That is going to be a hard game. I think it's good for the Chiefs. I really do. And look, not that you can't win on the road on a Thursday. The Chiefs did it to the Chargers last year, but it is at home. They don't have to, you know, they, they can sit home. They don't have to travel. I know, you know, week one, they're in Arizona, but I think it benefits them. I, I think, look, this is a brutally hard schedule, but I think early in the year, like I think their first three games, they're not that bad. I know two of them are on the road. I get that, but they should win those first three games. They really should. Yeah, it's a huge game. I think it's going to be a knockdown drag out between the, the Chiefs and the Chargers, just like it was last year probably still fighting for the division. Uh, that's one the Chiefs have to have. If they're going to drop one, I don't want them to lose the opener, but lose to the Cardinals in an NFC team week one and then come back and take care of business against the Chargers because, you know, that all-important one seed, it would be nice for the Chiefs to have it. Week three is an interesting one. Tough defense. They're going on the road at noon to play the Indianapolis Colts. Matt Connor, how are you feeling about that one? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Colts are going to be much tougher with Matt Ryan versus Carson Wentz there. But yeah, I you know I think catching them early, the Colts have a lot of questions they've got to address. They had a nice draft. Uh, you know, Ballard did a nice job recovering from the Wentz deal and, and, and adding Matt Ryan. I think the Colts by the end of the season are going to be a lot tougher than a lot of people think um, because I think the rest of that division is going to be a lot softer than, than, um, but I, I think early on, you know, it should be a problem. And um, yeah, I, I, I agree with Matt. I, I like the first part of the schedule. I'm not, you know, if they're three and zero heading into the Tampa Bay game, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Verderan, you agree with that well, assessment? I, I, yeah, I do. Look, I, I think the Colts are a good team, but like, let's be real. When you look at the Colts offensively, who scares you on the Colts? Jonathan Taylor, right? Like he's it. I respect Michael Pittman, but you're not going to that game like, oh my God, how are we going to stop Michael Pittman? If you are, you got big problems. 
And defensively, I respect the hell out of Darius Leonard, but there's nobody else on that team that you're like, that guy, I mean, maybe Stephon Gilmore, depending upon if he's healthy and all that. But I, I mean, the Chiefs should beat Indianapolis. I have not seen, I, I think the lines are probably out for every game already, the early line. Like, the Chiefs are, I guarantee you, they're a favorite in that game. They should win that game. Arizona, they're catching without DeAndre Hopkins. Like, that's a huge advantage. And let's be real, yeah. too, that place is going to be Arrowhead. Okay, I mean that, yeah. and Lucas brings up yes, thank you. The Forrest Buckner, I know I was forgetting somebody. The Forrest Buckner's a great player. So you have Buckner and Leonard. I mean, but Buckner's going against the interior of the Chiefs line. That's a strength. Leonard's not a pass rusher. He's a great player. He's not a pass like Chiefs win that game. So I think the much harder portion of the Chiefs schedule, which we'll get to, is like the the middle third where you have all these games, it's like the Rams, the Bengals, at Denver, the Chargers. Like that, that's a month from hell. That if they just split those, I think they're they're in great shape. Um, and we'll we'll talk more about it. I have some theories as to how the Chiefs either can get a one seed or are going to be fighting for their lives, depending on how some of these results play out. Yeah, now we have been going game by game, but now that the whole thing is out, let's let's read the schedule to you in case you're you know mobile, you're you're not reading it. Um, Matt Connor's got it on Arrowhead Addicts. I'm going to read it out to you, uh, and then we can pick out some 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 tough stretches and so on and so forth. So again, week one at Arizona, that's a three twenty five. Week two. Home, Thursday night against the Los Angeles Chargers. Week three at Indianapolis. That's a noon kick. Week four at Tampa Bay. That's Sunday night football on NBC. Week five, the Chiefs are home against the Las Vegas Raiders, and they'll follow that up in week six versus the Buffalo Bills. Sorry, I'm just going to get some times for you on those as well. So the the Vegas game is a, a Monday night football uh, in week five. And then week six, the Buffalo Bills, that's a 325 kick. So we can pretty much assume that's going to be the only game or one of the only games anybody cares about in that window. Huge rematch there. Week seven, the Chiefs are back on the road for a Super Bowl rematch with the San Francisco 49ers. That's a 325 a week eight bye, which is nice. That's that nice middle of the of the schedule bye. I kind of tend to favor a little bit more of a late bye now that the season is a little bit longer, and especially since the Chiefs have played so many games over the last few years. But hey, at least uh, they can work some things out if they've got some things to work out midseason and get ready for a brutal second half stretch. So when they get back from the bye, they're at home. Uh, for Sunday Night Football against the Tennessee Titans in Week 9. And Week 10, they're home again, this time hosting what is probably going to be an incredibly dreadful Jacksonville Jaguars team. And then Week 11, back on the road at Los Angeles Chargers. That's a 325. Week 12, the Chiefs are at Arrowhead to host the defending Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams at 325. Week 13, uh, another grudge match here going on the road to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals at 325. Week 14, back at Arrowhead to take on the Denver Broncos on Sunday night football. Week 15, that's where you'll get that that game in Houston, taking on the Texans for a noon kick. Week 16 on Christmas Eve, one of Matt Verderam's favorite days to work. It's uh, the Seattle Seahawks at home at Arrowhead at noon. And then week 17, the Chiefs are at Arrowhead one more time to take on the Denver Broncos for a noon kick. And then week 18, TBD on the time. They're in Vegas to take on the Raiders. If you're looking to get out to Vegas, uh, that's uh, that's going to be week 18 for you. So they don't have the exact date yet. Um, so that's a lot. That's a lot to digest, uh, especially reading it and hearing it. But I noticed one thing, which is the week 11 – from week 11 to week 15, the Chiefs play, Jesus, four out of five on the road. 
Um, that's absolutely brutal. That's what stands out to me. They're at the Chargers, home against the Rams, at the Bengals, at Denver, at Houston. What are your guys' thoughts on that particular brutal stretch of football? It's going to be pretty damn tough. Um, yeah. I, look, you know what? I, I think for the Chiefs, the reality has to be this year, you're going to play a lot of really hard football games. And, and uh, I, look, that stretch is the toughest. The only game at home is against the Super Bowl champions. Now, one of those games on the road is Houston. If they can't win that game, just pack it up and quit. But I really think with the Chiefs, look, the overarching takeaway I have is this is the first year they're going to be playing nine road games. So you're going to have some stretches where you play a lot of games on the road. It, co- it comes in that stretch you just talked about. And then it also comes in when you play uh, three out of four on the road to start the season. However, in the middle of the season, they're almost home, save for the 49ers game. They're home for like a month and a half straight. They're home for a lot. And John, uh, the, the, it's not 10 and 7. It's 9 and 8. They have eight home games, uh, nine, 9 on the road. But I guess I just kind of feel like, first of all, it, maybe some people haven't been following along, but it's been it's been known who they were going to play forever. I mean, really since the end of the last regular season. So none of the opponents are surprising. I think in the end, the Chiefs actually, I think, have a pretty advantageous schedule in the last four games of the year. I mean, you have Houston, who you should kill. You then have Seattle at home, who you should bury. You have Denver, who's good, but at home, you should win that game. And then you have the Raiders, who, I'm sorry, until the Raiders ever beat the Chiefs in any game that matters, the Chiefs should beat the Raiders. So as far as I'm concerned, first four games, for, or, or excuse me, first three games, last four games, like it's not it's not bad. Like the Cardinals and Colts and the Broncos and the Raiders, like listen, it's, it's not a cakewalk, but they're going to be favored in all those games. And they're going to be favored in all seven of those football games. So to me, and again, we'll get into the more macro version of this, but to me, the big thing is like you have a tough schedule, but with that, you have a lot of control of your own destiny. You, you play the Bills. You play the Bengals. You obviously play the three teams in your division. You play Tennessee and Indianapolis. Like You want to be the one seed? Awesome. You got all these teams on your racket, and the Bills are at home, and the Titans are at home. Go beat them. I mean, I, I think if you're the Chiefs, like, yeah, it's a tough schedule, but the flip side of that is you control your own destiny. You don't have to worry about some other team beating these teams. You can do it. And, you know, that, that ultimately, that responsibility, of course, falls on them. Yeah, it's pretty – I got to say, it's maybe one of the harder Chiefs schedules that I've ever seen. I mean, we already knew that they were going to be playing a lot of really talented teams, but just the way it shook out for them. And you're right, Ferdinand, they do have that nice stretch from, you know, week five, home against Vegas, home against the Bills, at San Francisco, a bye, then home against Tennessee, and home against Jacksonville. That's their, like, that's their really sweet stretch. I mean, there's some tough games in there. But they're home. There's a bye week in there. That's a really nice stretch. And after that, it just gets brutal. I mean, from week 11 to week 18, they're at Arrowhead only three times. So for those of you who don't like the uh, the very, very cold games at Arrowhead, this is the schedule for you. <laughs> because there's only, uh, there's only a few games really, really late when it gets really cold. And for, you know, a team like the Chiefs, you know, they're in Houston in week 15. They'll be in Vegas in week 17. They've got a chance to finish really strong. And if they can just kind of weather the storm there in the middle of the season and the beginning of the season, I think they'll be in a, in a good position. I think I don't think any of us think that they're not making the playoffs as long as Mahomes is healthy. And so at that point, I'll ask you, Verderam, because um, I know Matt Connor's banging out some content for everybody in Arrowhead Attic, but... What, how do you feel yeah, about getting go. it's all good it's all good don't worry about it uh, how do you feel about getting battle tested during the season I mean you know sometimes you get this weak schedule and you don't see some of those playoff teams at all and then you get into the playoffs and you got to kind of really buckle up and this 
and this is, I mean, the Chiefs, they could be playing, they're playing really great teams both in the in the NFC and the AFC. I mean, they could be playing the eventual Super Bowl opponent and they, the, the you know, AFC championship opponent um, during this season. Look, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult, but I, I think there's two ways of, again, I really do. I think there's two ways of looking at this. And, and one way of looking at it is, yeah, I mean, this is <laughs> battle tested is an understatement. They're, they're basically going to play the playoffs before they get there. I mean, it's, right. it's incredible. Yeah. The flip side of that is, I think sometimes as fans, you have a tendency to look at a game. And, like if you're Kansas City, right? And you go, man, Tampa, week four, that's tough. I got news for you. In Tampa, they're like, man, shit, week four, that's a tough game. I mean, it's tough for these other teams too. Like I, I tweet about this because the Chiefs and the Bengals are the two toughest uh, schedules in the AFC. And it's like, yeah, but those teams have to also play the Bengals and the Chiefs. To me, all the strength of schedule stuff is so overrated because you're not – it's not like you're – your level of difficulty changes in terms of like, okay, look, yeah, it's a hard schedule. I'm trying to think right, right way to word this. But if you're better than the other team, like who gives a shit? I mean, if you're yeah. if you're better than the like the Cardinals on, on paper, you're like, oh, it's a tough game. They're better than them. They should beat them. I don't, I don't care if the Cardinals are a good team. What is the difference if the Cardinals went 10 and 7 or 8 and 9 last year? Just beat them. You're better than them. Like go go win the game. You know, when the Chiefs play the Colts, I respect the Colts. They're a good team. But if they went nine, eight, or seven and ten last year, what's the difference? They're better yeah. than them either way. Like it doesn't matter if you win by three points or thirteen points, you win the game. You know, it's not like college football, you have to worry about the rankings. You win. Yeah. So the other part of this too, and this is way more true for me in the AFC and the NFC this year. Because the NFC, I think, is like three really good teams, everybody else is eh. But this is gonna come down even more than normal to injuries. It just is. Like who's healthy? Who who catches a break or two? Like last year, let's be real. The Chiefs caught a huge break. Aaron Rodgers had had you know a COVID nineteen restriction and couldn't play. They got Jordan Love. They probably would have lost that game the way they were playing at, at that time. They got Jordan Love. They won. They won the game. Sometimes you just get lucky. I mean, that's just the way it is. In the time before that, when those two teams played, the Chiefs didn't have Mahomes. You know, yeah. so it, it sometimes it just depends. Like, what if the Chiefs happen now? They don't play Denver till late in the year. They don't play them week fourteen, then week seventeen. Well, what if? What if Russell Wilson is out for one of those games? You know, maybe that's the only game he misses all year. Well, that swings the whole thing. I, I think ultimately so much of this is is just you look at it and go, all right, I mean, who's healthy? Who's not? What's the weather situation? Like like that game in Kansas City on New Year's Day against Denver. You, you might get a 50-degree day. You might also get it where it is brutal and it completely affects the game. So it's a hard schedule, but ultimately – it doesn't change my opinion of them because I still think they're better than 90% of teams are going to play. Like in the end, in some ways, honestly with them, I almost feel like they get bored when they play teams and it turns into like these weird, like the Giants last year where they got to hang on. They're almost better when they play a team that like really challenges them and they respect them. And I don't think it's, look, it's yeah, sure. You'd love to play the Lions 17 times, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world either. Yeah, each season has its own personality. This is a team that, has been around long enough and and there are a lot of new faces, but you, you've got some core players here that they have different personalities that, you know, there were a couple seasons ago where they were, they were just kind of bored, you know, the two, two, two a couple seasons farther, they were killing everybody. Then they had the season where they were bored and they had to like come back in the fourth quarter and put games away. And they were really frustrating. And then last year they got off to this Jekyll and Hyde start where they were moving the ball really well, but the defense was playing terrible and the defense was playing great. And the offense was anemic. And I mean, what 
what kind of personality is this Chiefs team going to have coming into this season? And I think that this is probably going to be one of the most, this is probably going to be, in my opinion, the most interesting Chiefs season since Mahomes' first year starting. Because there's just a lot we don't know. We don't know about, we know the offense is going to move the football. Uh, You know, that's a given, but there's a lot of new faces on that offense. Second year of this offensive line gelling, a new running back. I mean, there's a lot of really interesting things happen. And then they went and they loaded up on defense in the draft. And they got a bunch of DBs. We got we got another year of Willie Gay, second year for Nick Bolton. There's a lot of really fascinating storylines for this team that maybe we didn't have a couple seasons ago. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a very interesting year, like you said. I agree with you. I think it's um and I'm so I know I'm like kind of being choppy right now. I'm trying to also edit and, and um listen, I think this is this is a year of a lot of unknown with them. Yeah, you've never seen the Chiefs for a whole year without Tyreek Hill with Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. You've never seen a defense where they have this many young guys who are going to play and play real snaps. Like, And I, I include Bolton and Gay in that. I mean, Gay's a third-year guy, but really it's, a, it's his second year playing real snaps. Bolton is his first year being the main guy as a linebacker. You, you're going to put Leo Chanel next to those guys, who is a rookie. He's going to play real snaps. You have Justin Reed taking over for Tyron Matthews. Say whatever you want about Tyron Matthew. He quarterbacked that defense. It is going to change. Um, you have all of a sudden, you know, maybe Melvin Ingram comes back, but even if he does, George Carl Loftus, he's going to play real snaps. And Trent McDuffie is going to play real snaps. That is, of all the concerns I have, that's probably it. I just don't know early in the year what they're going to look like defensively. I honestly think as long as those rookies are pretty good players, they're going to be fine on, on defense second half of the year. The first half of the year, they might have to score 40 a few games. That might be the way this goes. I think yeah. that's the one concern I have with them. Is Now, maybe not. Maybe they'll lights out. Maybe Spagnuolo can kind of figure out some ways to kind of spoon feed it to them a little bit. But I also think they're better off for it long term. Like, I know everybody's going to focus on the one seed and all that stuff. I got to be honest. The one seed would be great. I doubt they're getting a one seed. Their schedule's brutal. They've got a million young kids they're trying to work in. But if they go 11-6 and six or 12-5 and five and they're in the playoffs, like, what do, you, what do you think? Like, Baltimore's going to be like, man, I can't wait to get them in the wild card round, right? Like, yeah. if they're playing really well at the end of the year, I remember the year they went to the Super Bowl and they won it against the Niners, and they went into the playoffs, and that first, in fact, actually, to take it back one quick step, week 17, we all thought they were going to be a three seed, and then New England yeah. lost to Miami, right? So then you get to two, you're like, all right, look, we're going to get whoever the hell we get, which, of course, ended up being Houston, and then you're like, okay, they're going to have to go to Baltimore. And I remember you, I remember thinking, and I remember a lot of people and I having conversations about, like, they're going to kick Baltimore's ass in this game. They haven't lost in two and a half months. I don't care if they have to go to Baltimore or not. They're going to win the game. Like, I, I firmly believe had they've had to go in there, they would have beaten them. And, of course, the way it shook, they didn't have to go in there. And they got lucky, and they ended up playing at home. They killed Tennessee, and they won the Super Bowl. But I think a lot of times people get too wrapped up in all that. Like, well, you got to be the one. Two, you got to be healthy and hot. Look at the Rams last year. The Rams yeah. were healthy and they got hot. That's it. The Bucks, they were a wild card team. Like they got healthy, they got hot. That's yeah. it. The Bills weren't the one seed last year, and frankly, if not for thirteen seconds, they're probably in the Super Bowl. The Bengals didn't have a bye last year. They got like how healthy are you and how hot are you? Especially in a conference where there's so many good teams, how healthy you are is probably going to determine how good you are. And let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, there are going to be some teams in the AFC that are easily a playoff team in the NFC that they don't even get in. They're sitting there watching in January. So I, I really think it's more about that for the Chiefs than anything else. Yeah, and they don't have, you know, before they had, you had Kelsey and you had Hill. And so if one got hurt, Kelsey's been really durable recently. But you had this other ringer, great Hall of Fame player to lean on. So it's going to be interesting to see how these dynamics change. 
as a golfer for years, I've been hearing PXG say nobody makes golf clubs like they do, period. You know what? They're right. I went in for a fitting and saw for myself, went in to swing the PXG Black Ops driver. And let me be honest, I was skeptical. Well, again, I, I loved my old driver. I had a uh, another very popular big name brand. I love my driver. But they brought me in just to, to put it to the test. The PXG driver, it won. It was, I don't know, 7 to 10 yards longer. The dispersion was better. And the fitting experience was legitimately phenomenal. You know, I went in being a skeptic, and I came out being a true believer. It feels like a premium club in your hand, and not just that. The, the ability of, of the actual fitting process blew me away. We went from extra stiff to regular stiff shaft. We tried out different weights on the shaft. We tried different shafts in general. Um, we, we were messing with the weights in the driver going from a 10.5 degree driver down to a 9. As someone who has a high launch angle, who gets a lot of loft and height on their ball, I needed something that was a little lower, so we moved the weights to the front of the club. It, it was such a wonderful experience. I mean, they analyze every little bit of information to get the perfect fitting just for you. Um, again, I was blown away by the PXG Black Ops driver. PXG made me a believer. They'll do the same for every golfer in Kansas City. Visit pxg.com slash arrowhead to schedule your fitting at PXG Kansas City. Uh, that is 7517 West 119th Street in Overland Park. Get fitted for any club and you'll get a dozen golf balls free. That's pxg.com slash arrowhead to schedule your fitting. pxg.com slash arrowhead. Limit one dozen golf balls per person. Promotion ends June 30th. Other terms and conditions may apply. See store for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get everything you need to keep your pets happy and healthy at Menards. Feed your canine companion the best with chicken soup for the soul. Their dog food is made with real quality ingredients. It provides well-balanced nutrition for supporting happy, healthy pets. Explore all our pet products in-store and on Menards.com. And check out more of our great deals going on now at Menards. Save big money at Menards. Let's talk about the primetime games because, yep. you know, that's something that a lot of people get excited about. And in past seasons, the Chiefs have had some bad luck when it comes to the draws on the primetime games and that the ones that were selected where it's a little bit more of a playoff atmosphere and the crowd's a little more amped up. The Chiefs have been on the road. This year, it's pretty balanced. So they've got Thursday night football to their first primetime game. That's at home against the Chargers. And then two weeks later, they're in Sunday night football against the Bucks on the road. They get the Raiders at home on Monday night football the following week. Sunday night football, they're home against Tennessee. And then uh, their last official primetime game, their fifth, is uh, on the road in Denver 
on December 11th for Sunday night football. So a couple Sunday night football, uh, three Sunday night football appearances, one Thursday night, of course, and Monday night football. How do you feel about that primetime slate for them? Good. Good. And they'll probably get flexed. I mean, they play, you know, they play the Rams at week 12. That could be flexed. They, they play the, they play the Bengals week 13. That could be flexed. They, that game against the Broncos week 17 could be flexed. There's a lot of games. Um, but for the games that we do know, we already talked about the Chiefs Chargers game. I actually think it's a pretty good situation for them week two. I really do. Like you're at home, Charlie. Um, I don't hate that. I'll, I'll make my first prediction of the season with this one. As long as they're healthy, they're going to put a biblical ass whipping on the Raiders. And then Monday night game. That game, that game to me, screen, like if you're the Raiders, but the last thing in the world you want is that team in prime time in their building. You know, I mean, the Raiders, for all the talk about how much better they've gotten, and look, I, I think offensively they're going to score a lot of points. Their offensive line still isn't good. And other than those two edge rushers, and by the way, they had two good edge rushers last year. They had Ngakwe. It wasn't like they had nobody on the other end. They can't stop anybody. That team to me, Kansas City might score 50 points in that game, with or without Tyree Kill. I, I don't think the Raiders have any shot in hell of stopping them in that football game. I don't. I So I like that game. Um, the Tennessee game, I think, is a game that you should win. They're at home. The the biggest game that I look at on that slate of, of primetime games and go, okay, that game in Denver, you got to consider it from Denver's point of view. It's at home. You'd think they're going to be fighting for playoff seeding or maybe even a berth. They haven't beaten the Chiefs since 2015. They are going to be fired up in that game. That game is going to be, especially if they're close in the standings, that game is going to be a knockdown, drag-out brawl. I mean, that that is going to be a fist fight of a football game. I think it's a hard one for the Chiefs. I do. Not saying they couldn't win it, but I probably would pick Denver to win that game. Denver's going to win at some point, and that's just one of those spots where they're, they're going to be all in. I mean, they can't win that game. They're never going to win against Kansas City. And coming into that game, too, the Chiefs will be coming off consecutive games against the, the Super Bowl champion Rams and the Bengals. So, I mean, you're talking about, you know, you're going into that Rams game, you're thinking about, you know, what what could have been, and then you're playing a very emotional game against a Bengals team. Uh, a lot of bad feelings, I'm sure, on, on some of the Chiefs about last season for that game. And then you go into a, a key divisional matchup for the first time you're playing Russell Wilson in his new building, and he's had time. Remember, those two Broncos games are late in the season, week 14 and week 17. So that gives uh, Russell Wilson time to settle in before he has to take on Mahomes and the Chiefs. So that's really interesting. Are you surprised that the week six game against the Bills on October 16th was not a Sunday night football game? I mean, these two teams gave us maybe the best NFL game of all time or a top 10, one of the best. Um, I was there. I'd never seen anything like it. How is that not a Sunday night football game? That'd be the first one on my list if I was the NFL. I'll tell you why it's not. Because CBS gets the first crack to protect the game, and that game was going to get protected. They weren't. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, there's no way in hell CBS was going to let anybody have that game. That's the best game of the year. Yeah. Easily. Like that. Look, sometimes in the moment you overreact. It's human nature. I look back. That's the best football game I've ever seen. Like you're real, and now, like, that's become the rivalry in the NFL at this point. It really has. You have two great quarterbacks, two great teams. You have wonderful settings, you know, no matter where you play the game. If it's in Buffalo or if it's in Kansas City, great fans, great state. Like, it's just, it's a wild game. You have all these stars. That's the best game in football. My only disappointment is that it's week six. Like, I wish it was like week 16. Yeah. You know, I, I like when those games are, are down the stretch a little bit. But um, that that thing is going to be the new Pats Colts, where those teams just every year go after it. And it's, hey, whoever wins. I mean, look, we, we were talking about seeding a lot earlier. I was anyway. You want to talk about getting the one seed? Go win that game. 
because whoever wins that game is not only up a game on the other one, they have a tiebreaker. Now, I know Buffalo won, and then they, they gave up that advantage by losing to friggin' Jacksonville, okay? If you're the Chiefs, here to me, here's your path to a one seed. You beat them, you beat the Bengals, and you go 4-2 and two in your division. You do that, you got a pretty good shot. Now, it's hard, obviously. It's really hard. But if they do that, I think they'd be a one seed as long as they're healthy. But beating the Bills, I, I'll say this straight up, I think the Bills are the best team in the NFL. I think they're better than the Chiefs. I don't think they're wildly better than them, but I think they're better than them. I think if the Bills don't win the Super Bowl this year, I don't know when they're going to win it. I mean, everything lines up for them right now. Everything. The Chiefs are retooling a little bit. They're in a bad division, uh, especially compared to the North and the West. Allen's in the peak of his powers. That contract hasn't started to cripple the rest of the roster yet. He just went out and got Von Miller, who's not getting any younger. So every year with him that ticks by is, is another risk. I mean, if you don't win it this year, like if they go, if they play the Chiefs in the playoffs and they lose them again this year in the playoffs, then it starts becoming this thing of like, are they ever going to get over the hump? Or are they just going to yeah. be one of these teams that like, like those Chargers teams, you know, with Rivers when they, they were 14 and two and they were going to the age and they never won. And you just go look, you look back and go, yeah, I don't, you know, they never got it done. Well, the Bills, like it's time. It's time now for the Bills. There's no more growing up. You're growing up. You got to win. I think that they're easily the biggest threat to me. For the Chiefs, and, and then the Bengals would be after that. By the way, did you see the the video that was circulating today? Of the of the Bills war room during the draft yeah. when the Chiefs traded up, and they had been planning to take a quarterback. Hilarious! They were not thrilled. There was actually a face palm moment uh, they when won. they found out that it was the Chiefs that had traded up. Um, by the way, did you notice? Mag brought me. Uh, my wife brought me some flowers the other day. Chiefs colors. She specifically said, "I brought you some red and yellow tulips." Because they're Chiefs colors, married the right woman. It's classy, very classy. She gets it. She very gets nice. It. She didn't well bring up some Bengals-colored orange flowers in here. Uh, we listen. We want to hear from you in the chat. There is almost two hundred of you. If you could do us a favor, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. It'll it'll help more people find the show. If you're new here and you like what you see, well, you, I, I can guarantee none of you like what you see. But if you like what you hear, if you like some of the analysis. Um, subscribe, subscribe to the Arrowhead Attic podcast. We do two shows a week during the season. We do three, including a post game show plus emergency pods, all kinds of fun stuff like that. We're on YouTube. We're on all the the podcast apps. So check that out and, and check out the link. Get you get yourself some Arrowhead Attic podcast swag. Just got this this week. Um, but we want to hear from you in the chat. What game are you most looking forward to on the schedule right now? It could be for whatever reason. It's a, a primetime game. You want to see us get revenge on the Bengals. You want to see Chiefs-Bills part two. Right. Uh, let us know in the chat. We're gonna, we'll are gonna read some of your answers as we're, as we're, uh, as we're doing this. Uh, Casey says, you're a very lucky man. That's in reference to my wife's Chiefs flowers. Absolutely. Very, very lucky. She's absolutely awesome. Um, what's up, Jalen? What's up, Robert DeVruce? Robert, our guy, Robert DeBruce, I saw him. He saw the, the link to the show. He was here like 40 minutes early, Was ex- thought the show was, was going to start. Appreciate him hanging around. Shelby Stoner says she's looking forward to the, the Bills game. By the way, uh, Verderam, Shelby, before you got here, was telling us that she's getting married and they're having Casey Beer at her wedding. So cheers, cheers to Shelby. Congratulations yeah. um, on Beer. Yeah. Uh, John F says, looking forward to Casey versus Cincy and Casey versus Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's another thing. Mahomes gets another crack at Brady. I like that as a fan. Matthew S says, the first one, because I know football will be back. You ain't kidding, man. It's going to be a long couple of months here in the summer. I'm going to try to enjoy the weather, but boy, do I want my Chiefs football back. 
Brandon says Broncos to crush their new hope. See, this is why I love fans, right? Like this is why I love my fellow Chiefs brethren because you know the the the, the hate. What is it? Let the hate flow through you from Star yep. Wars. Um, yeah, it's like is it the most exciting game on the schedule? The Broncos? No, and there's the Russell Wilson factor. But God, I hate those guys. So I just <laughs> I want them to be all excited. We're finally going to beat the Chiefs, and then. I want that streak to continue. What about you, Vergara? Oh, of course. I mean, who, who the hell else? But I, hmm. I think, look, I think they're going to beat him. At, I think Chiefs will beat him at home. So do they beat him on the road? But it's one of those things where, I mean, hell, it's certainly possible, right? I, I guess there's a part of me that just says at some point, at some point they're going to finally win a game against Kansas City. I mean, it, it, it's just got to turn. It almost happened last year, and then and then they, they forced a fumble, and Nick Bolton almost had a heart attack, but he ran 90 yards. I am, you know, it's funny. Robert the Bruce says, "I just want to see the new way the Chargers choke this year," which is fair. I, but you know, he actually brings up a good point. I am not one who falls for the Chargers typically because I just I expect them to choke like dogs because that's usually the way they roll. I look at them this year and I feel like they have as much talent as I can ever remember them having. At least recently. I mean, I you know, you want to go back to like when Rivers first took over, they had Marty Schottenheimer. That team was more talented, but this team's very talented. But I, I do wonder. How much of it almost is like baked in at this point? I mean, like almost like what can go wrong will go wrong. Like it's all those years. So like I am 33 years old. My first recollection of the Chiefs was when they, you know, playing the Raiders in the 90s. And my dad always said, and he's right on the money, like just all the Chiefs have to do is not beat themselves. Because at some point, the Raiders will take 12 penalties and that'll be the game. And it almost always happens. Almost always. So, yeah. like, you just do kind of wonder, is it just going to be one of these things with the Chargers where, you know, they come out? And I, don't, I haven't looked at the Chargers' full schedule yet. In fact, I'll, I'll try to pull it up right now. So, the Chargers, week one, they open up against the Raiders. They're at home, although it's basically going to be a road game. Then they come out and play KC. So, they open up with two divisional games. Then they get Jacksonville and Houston. So, like, right off the bat, look, you're going to have all these people screaming about how, oh, my God, especially if they beat Kansas City. It's going to be unbelievable. They look great. They look great. The end of their season, here are the last eight games of the schedule for the Chargers. We're going to talk about a hard schedule at the Niners, Sunday Night Football, home to the Chiefs, at the Cardinals, Hopkins will well be back at that point, at the Raiders, home to the Dolphins, probably should win, home to Tennessee, at Indy, home to the Rams on Sunday Night Football, but it's not even a home game because it's in the Rams stadium, and then at Denver. I mean, they better clean up early because those games, I mean, five of those, and that's actually the last nine games, um, Five of those nine are on the road. One of which is home is basically a road game. They play the Rams. The Chiefs are going to fill that stadium. I mean, the only two games they're going to have at home where you're like, all right, they're really at home in that stretch are Miami and Tennessee. So it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes. But the Chargers, like, I look at them and I say, my God, they're really, really, really talented. But then I just look at them and it's like, they'll just screw something up. They'll lose some game. They should never lose three times over. And they'll finish nine and eight. I'm picking them to be better than that, full disclosure, but they are the Chargers. I did just see in the chat, Becky said that she's a Chiefs fan and her son is a Broncos fan uh, and uh, a huge a huge rivalry in our family. We definitely need to, to be the Broncos down both games. Becky, look, I don't have any children, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be trying to give parenting advice here. But what happened? How the hell did okay. your son become a Broncos fan? You know, I think this, this is just this is just a prior reminder to all parents that sometimes no matter how good of a job you do raising your kids, they, they just go you. astray. They fail you. There's just nothing that you can do about that. 
Um, so here's an interesting thing that I, I, I saw on Twitter just now. Um, and it's the number of primetime games each team has. And you know how every year there's teams that, like, you know, the Cowboys. It doesn't matter if they're complete garbage or not. They're going to get a bunch yeah, of primetime game. games because yeah. they're the Cowboys. But I will say, I have to, I have to tip my hat to the NFL. And, and, and it, maybe it actually took New York, both New York teams being so putrid. Because totally. last year we got ramrodded so many Giants games down our throats. And they were so terrible. The Jets and the Giants only have one primetime game apiece. That's it. It's Thank a God. goose egg for Detroit. Detroit's got nothing, so we don't have to watch that mess. And I, and, and, and I want to just tip my hat to some of the smaller and mid-sized markets out there. Of the teams that got the, the max five primetime games, Cincinnati, you got the Chargers, the Rams, Buffalo, uh, Philly, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Dallas, San Francisco, New England, Pittsburgh – not sure about that one. I don't think they're going to be very good. Denver and Kansas City. But good for good for the NFL, given the, the Bengals, as much as I dislike them, their, their fair share of primetime games after that season, the good young quarterback going yep. to the Super Bowl. They earned it, and I th- that's uh, they deserve to be in primetime. They, they certainly deserve to be in primetime a hell of a lot more than the Giants do. Well, I'll quickly say, too, like the NFL should never care about what size the market is for these games. It's yep. the NFL. Who cares? You know, like who who's the jerk who's going to be like, oh, Chiefs, uh, Chiefs, Bills, I'm out. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Right. Like yeah. The, they, they can play that game in Albuquerque, and you'd have 30 million people watching the game. It should be based off of the quarterbacks. It should be based off the quarterbacks always, yeah. because those that's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it fun. I mean, it, you know, Mahomes, Burrow. Say what you want about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, J- Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson's intriguing as hell to watch. Not maybe the best passer in the world, but he's a fun player to watch. Stafford, Rodgers, Dak, like those guys should be in prime time. Brady, obviously. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, oh yeah, I, everybody I'm just clamoring to watch Jets, Dolphins on Sunday. <laughs> like, let's just see that. The NFL yeah. has the biggest advantage of all. these teams are small markets. They're really not because people are going to watch them anyway. Doesn't matter. So I'm, I'm with you 100. percent You know, the the Lions actually responded to this tweet with with the eyes emoji. <laughs> oh, it's it's rough. I mean, it's interesting too. Cleveland's only got two primetime games despite landing Deshaun Watson. That they could end up getting flexed if they if they if he doesn't get suspended and they try. I think that might be part of the reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, they don't want any part of that. I mean, the NFL's not dumb. Yeah, and I'm wondering if maybe the NFL's like, you know what? Let's not put Deshaun Watson all over primetime. How about this one? Only three primetime games for uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. It's kind of surprising. That's surprising. Yeah. Especially in what's a good division. It's not, like, it's not like they don't play anybody. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially when you're getting you're getting four primetime games of Derek Carr, and Indianapolis has four primetime games as well. I, if the Ravens, though, if the Ravens come out and they're playing well and Jackson's playing well, they're going to get flexed because that's a, a, that's a great matchup with some of these other great quarterbacks that they're going to be playing. Let's see. Let's see what we got in the chat here. Oh, somebody, Casey says, what happened, Becky? Um, did Becky answer how her son became? I'm just so, uh, I'm so fascinated to find out. Let us know, Becky. Jay Ward says, Patriots have four primetime games in a row, weeks 12 through 15, more than Baltimore. That's really interesting. Four primetime games in a row. And there's another the thing of what I just talked about. Like, who the hell wants to see Mac Jones four times in a row? Right. His family. Like, I don't know, the Patriots fans want to see him four times in a row. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, like, why? Who the hell's asking for that? I, yeah. I mean, th- that's one of those, like, quintessential, like, hey, you know, the Pats have been good for a long time. Yeah, they're not anymore. No one needs to see them all the time. It's it's over. It's okay. It's done now. We can all move on. I, But, you know, we still do, like, the Pats Bears on Monday Night Football. Who hurt ESPN? Yeah. Like, my God. Who the hell is watching that game? I, it just it kills me. It kills me. Who is watching Pats Bears on Monday Night Football? <laughs> It's pretty brutal. I mean, that's pretty bad. I mean, there's some there. You do have two young quarterbacks and we'll see how they develop. Justin Fields did not look great last year. was not in a good situation, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not signing up for that one. Um, that's for sure. That's but, but going back to what you said, I, uh, Robert, the Bruce says Mac Jones hands off again. <laughs> Not even Patriots fans want to see them in prime time that much. I, I agree. Like I, uh, Chris Albright, hey Patrick, uh, at Matt late to the party, uh, obviously. I like when the Chiefs stunk. I didn't want them to be. Like I wanted to watch them at one o'clock. I would go to a bar because they weren't on TV, you know. And then I could just like get over it for the rest of the day and actually watch a good football game in the evening. <laughs> so if I was a Jets or a Giants fan, I wouldn't want my team in prime time. It's like embarrassing. I'm with you. Like when the Chiefs sucked, the last thing I wanted was the whole country watching the Chiefs. Right. Bury them at noon. Thank you. Good night. Now, now it's fun. Like I, I know, yeah. I know a lot of people love the noon kicks. I, I'm guessing mostly people that go to the games or or have like big tailgates. But for me, I love when the Chiefs play prime time or late afternoon games. I enjoy it because also then I get to sit there and watch all the noon games. So I prefer it that way. But uh, yeah, listen, you know the Chiefs. If you love noon games, the Chiefs are not the team for you right now. Uh, they're not going to be playing many of them, so it, it works out. I mean, for the Chiefs, uh, I think I think in the end here, look, they've got a they've got a tough slate. But when you keep playing those those one after the other, those those uh, those first place schedules, well, <laughs> you're you're going to have a lot of really good teams on your docket. And what does that mean? Well, it means a lot of late kicks, prime time kicks, all the rest of it. What game on the schedule, Verderam, do you want to go to this year? Is it well, Chiefs well, we, Bills? Yes. Yes, cheese, but but if we don't go to week two, it's a complete failure. It's Thursday yeah. night football. I don't yeah. even have to work. I don't work Thursday, Friday, Saturday during the season. Yeah. And if we're not at that game, that's a gigantic failure on our part. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's do it. Let's go out. Yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, let's take a day off. Let's um, you know, let's go to Casey Beard. Maybe do a meetup with some folks. Who's going to be around? You guys going to be around in Kansas City that week? We're talking uh, September fifteenth. That's the Thursday night game. Maybe we can all get together, have some beers Wednesday night at, at the KC Beer House and uh, knock a few back, meet some of you guys. I'm down. I think that's a good one. And then I got to get to that Bills game if I can. Although if it turns out like I, I want to see how they're playing. If they're playing like crap early in the season. Because if I had gone, I was going, I wanted to go to that Bills game last year and then I was really relieved that I didn't go. Right. Poured. They got killed. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's. That's going to be a good one. Weather's still going to be nice. Thursday night football. That's two. That's that's a nice nice long day of tailgating for for the Chiefs fans out there in the Arrowhead parking lot. Uh, it's going to be they're going to be lit come Thursday night football. Yeah, yeah. Let us know in the chat which games are you guys going to go to. Which ones do you want to go to? If you can only go to one of these games, sands the playoffs, of course. Which games do you want to go for? Um, lightning delay in the game as well against Buffalo. That's right. That pissed me off too. Because we do the show afterwards, and that like that's another thing we got to look at here, Verderam. How how much sleep are we going to lose doing our after shows this year? Quite a quite a bit of sleep. 
I'm up to two hours. Anyway. Yeah, it's a lot of late games. The end of the season, though, the noon games against the, the the Texans, the Seahawks, the Broncos. There'll be a little bit of a reprieve there after we put our work in. Jay Ward says he wants to go to Week 12 versus the Rams. Interesting. Um, uh, what is that? Uh, morbidly obese wants to go to Chargers, but in LA, not. Not bad. Not bad. You could go to both of those games and then enjoy nice weather in both of them since it's, since it's, an, it's an early game. Paul DeSantis says, I think Monday night versus Vegas is when I will try to go. That's a good one. Good call. Um, uh, John F. says, I was a season ticket holder for years, but these days I like loafing on my sofa and avoiding the crowds. Fair point. Fair point, especially with uh, the old COVID going around which I've still managed to dodge. We'll see how long that, that lasts. Um, Evan Warner says, I want to say the bills, but also don't want to go across the country to see them lose. That's the, t- that's the hardest thing. I've had such good luck when I've gone to Arrowhead. I've never been there and they got killed. So I never had to spend a bunch of money and travel out there. And see, I've, I've, I've gone and you and I have gone together and seen them lose to the Raiders. And that was really frustrating. But they, no, were we, the no, we, they beat the Raiders. We saw them. Uh, lose the Chargers. Chargers. Was it the Chargers? Yeah, that's right. Yes. That's right. That disaster yeah. of a football game a couple of years ago. Yeah. 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 Uh, we froze our ass off at that Raiders game. I've never so, been so cold in my entire life. I bought a blanket. Didn't matter. Yeah. I had $100 worth of like like undergarment gear, whatever the hell you call it, like on the long underwear. Oh my God. It was worth it though. They want screw it. I would do it all over yeah. again. Man, it was cold as hell. <laughs> yeah, it certainly was. Let us know what games you guys want to go to. What should we, uh, Vegas is the best call says Casey. Yeah. That's the thing. That's where you can get into real trouble. You're going out there to see the chiefs. It's Vegas. You know what those games can be like. Um, uh, let's see what we got here. J- uh, Jalen says I would like at Tampa. That's a good one. That's I think I feel like that Tampa game is going to be kind of underrated on the schedule because uh, we're a little bit removed from that that rivalry. Um, but how do you feel that one's going to go for the Chiefs? Verter, I mean, the, the Chiefs, is, is Mahomes going to get the best of Brady again? That's a tough one. I, I'm going to I'm going to go Tampa on that one. If they're at home. I don't know that Brady's going to have a hard time going after that secondary, uh, especially early on in the season. On the flip side of that, the Chiefs can protect Mahomes this time around, and I can see him going nuts. But it. It's hard. It's hard. I feel like I know more about Tampa than I do about the Chiefs at this point because it's just it's so early. Like I yeah. think the Chiefs will be undefeated going in there, though. I don't think they'll have lost a game, but I no. think Tampa wins that game. I wouldn't be shocked the other way, but I got to give it to Tampa. They're at home. It was in Kansas City. I picked Kansas City. Yeah, Sunday night football at home, third third uh, road game and second in a row. That's a tough one for the Chiefs. I just don't know what to expect. I really don't. I know they're going to be good. I know they're going to score points. But how quickly does it come together? I think you're right that the defense will probably lag behind the offense um, early on in the season. How long do you think it's going to take the Chiefs to get in a rhythm on offense with all these new receivers? I, I don't think it's going to take the offense long at all. I'm really not worried about the offense. I, I think I think they'll be fine. I think they'll come out firing right out of the gate. I think it's going to take the defense a good third of the season. It's just be, the difference is, first of all, you have Mahomes on one side of the ball. You have a great offensive line. You have Kelsey. You have those backs. Like they, they all have known each other for years. The defense, to me, it's a lot of new guys. Carl Loftus is obviously brand new. McDuffie's brand new. Bolton is not new, but he's new to his role of being like the guy. Chanel is new. Justin Reed is new. Stallworth up front as a D tackle is new. That's what scares me the most. And by the way, I'll toss in my my uh, my father from the uh, from the chat or well, my own personal chat to me chimes in with the game he would like to see most this year is uh, when they go back to Phoenix in February. So 
that's uh, that that's his thought. But also, by the way, on a complete aside, the Thanksgiving Day games. Why doesn't the NFL have any any class at all on Thanksgiving? Has, has anyone else looked at the Thanksgiving Day games? I have you're not. Gonna be, you're going to be eating as much turkey as possible to fall asleep. <laughs> I mean, it's the Giants and the Cowboys. It's the Bills and the Lions. It's the Vikings and the Patriots. Like, hey, hope you hope you survived because here comes Cousins and Mac Jones on Thanksgiving. That you couldn't find anything better than that. Yeah, that's the same week the Rams play the Chiefs. Like, you could find- the Lions thing has to stop. It has to stop. Nobody want no no NFL fan. That is not a lie. Or maybe I'm wrong. They don't maybe even lie. Yeah. Or any of you out there in the chat, let us know in the chat. Do any of you want the Lions Thanksgiving tradition to continue? Because they always have. And if like, you do, get out. Yeah, I don't understand it. So it's like, why do they keep doing it? Oh, the Lions always play on Thanksgiving. It's like nobody. If, if all the fans hate watching the Lions on Thanksgiving because they always suck. And the only people, and maybe only some of them, that want to see that game are Lions fans. Why Why? Why is that a tradition we have to stick to? It's not like the NFL cares about any other tradition. They All the records and everything for the 16-game season, that's all out the window, right? You added a game. Like, so who the hell cares? Nobody Nobody is going to cry over the Lions not being on Thanksgiving. In fact, if, if you wanted to do the people of Detroit a favor, get them the hell off the TV so they can actually enjoy the holiday for once. Think about, okay, your life's hard enough. You live in Detroit. Now you've tacked on the fact that you're (laughs) losing a holiday to watch this miserable team go out there and just get its teeth kicked in every year. Like, it's hard enough. You get five days of sun, you live in Detroit, and you lose a holiday. And not only do you lose the holiday, you're in deep emotional and psychological pain. I mean, that's almost like cruel and unusual punishment at this point. They're being forced to watch this crap. It's incredible. According to a quick Google search, the Lions are 37, 42, and 2 all time on Thanksgiving. It's not good. It's not good. It's actually better than I thought. But the yeah, last because early years. on, they were really good, like the 50s. Right, right. All right, everybody, look, we, we, we got to get out of here. Hey, listen, thank you to the Kansas City Beer Company at KC Beer. If you're in the Kansas City area, look for the red carton in your in your grocery store, wherever you get beer. Make sure you go down and say hi to the crew down there. Uh, I also just want to say, uh, I just want to give a, a special shout out to Katie Camlin. Uh, Katie, we love you. We're thinking of you and we hope all is well. Um, our friend over at KC Beer. And thank you to all of you who showed up for a little bit later of a show. It's good to be back with you, Verderam. Make sure you hit the thumbs up button on uh, YouTube on your way out. And uh, we'll be back. Next week, you got an announcement, Burger? No, I got to ask you. We we really, I mean, we've we've buried the lead here. What you got the whole schedule in front of you? What is the record going to be? Go on the record oh, right now. God, come on. That what do you think? Buy me some time. Okay, I'll, I'll buy you time. So I will also use this quickly to tease that every year, this day, this night, I put out what I like to call the opus, which is. I pick every single regular season game and I go all the way through the playoffs, all the way through the Super Bowl. I pick Super Bowl champion and I've done it again and it's going to go live in about a half an hour. I'm going to tweet it out. going to be on fan side at the front page. Please read it. My God, it's taken me a month. I picked the Chiefs to go. I'll, I'll spoil it, I, although I guess. I picked them to go 12 and 5. I picked them to go 12 and 5 and win the AFC West by a game. Uh, I think three teams will make it out of the AFC West. I do not think the Raiders will be one of them. I think 12 and 5 is where I've got them. I could see them being a game either way. I could see him being 13 and four. I could see him being 11 and six. I'm splitting the difference. I, I think it's a tough division, obviously. I have him going four and two in the division. I think they're blessed by getting the AFC South. 
the big key for them is going to be if you want a one seed, you got to beat Buffalo. That's going to be the game in my eyes. And I know, you know, you could say, well, Cincinnati or somebody in the division. If they beat Buffalo and they handle the division even at a four and two level, I think they've got a really good shot. Um, but I'll go, I'll go 12 and five. I think that feels right. That feels like where I think they'll end up. I'll go 11 and six. I think, I think they might struggle with the division a little bit this year, more so than they have in years past. I think the Chargers might get them once. I think they, they might, they might drop one to either the Raiders or the Broncos. All those teams are formidable. It's division. They know you pretty well, despite some of the new pieces the Chiefs have. So I, you know, I think the AFC West got better. So I think they're going to clip them a little bit. Um, as the Chiefs learn those new, new new players as well. And then they've got a couple of other really tough games with the NFC slate, the first place games against the AFC opponents. So I'll go 11 and six, um, but it's not bad. I mean, I, I, I could easily see them if they get hot. And that's the thing that's always exciting about this team. If it comes together, they could, they could go on a run. They've got Andy Reid. They've done it in the past. They've done it with Alex Smith as quarterback well before they had Mahomes. So don't be shocked if they go on some kind of you know big time multi game win streak once they get it all figured out and the rest of the NFL doesn't have them figured out and I think that's the one thing that's exciting for me a lot of new pieces on offense maybe teams don't know quite how to defend them and they got a really nice mix of run and pass could be interesting you think they win the division I do I do think they win the division yeah do you think Denver's a playoff team I'm just quick quick one liners here as we're on the way out the door but tis the night for it as we have the schedule I. I, I don't. I, I just think I think they're good, but I think there's just too much competition in the division and in the AFC that somebody's got to somebody's got to be on the outside looking in. And so I see them being around 500, not quite making it in. OK. Yeah. How about you? Are they going to get in? Who, which AFC West teams are going to get in? I have three way AFC West teams. And I'll, this is the last tease I'll give you. I yeah. in the wild card round, the Chiefs will play in the wild card round. I have the Chiefs hosting Denver in the wild card. Round. Oh, interesting. OK. And that'll be a. They'll have been playing quite a bit down the stretch there. So that'll be and I, interesting. And I'll tell you, I have them in barely, but I have them in. I, I I wrestled with them in Cleveland for a long time. And I actually ended up having them have the same record. It's just Denver wins the uh the tiebreaker. But tiebreaker. it's it's hard. I don't Denver to me of all the teams in the AFC, I could see them being a really good team. I could also see them being like eight and nine. And it's just like, eh, yeah, Hackett's not that good of a coach. And Wilson's 34 and the line's not that great. And turns out Fanjo made that defense about 10 rankings better than it should have been. Or I could see them being like, hey, look, Wilson's rejuvenated and they got receivers and, and Hackett's a really good coach. And, you know, they're great at home. And so it, I, I could really see it going either way. I really, yeah, I, all, you know, I, I'm the most fascinated to see what happens to that defense without Fangio. If they're still really good, yeah. I think they'll be formidable. But if they go off a cliff, it could be a rough season for a frustrating season for the Broncos. I think they'll win a, a fair share of games. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching the Arrowhead Attic podcast. We will be back on Tuesday with Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes and on Thursday with myself and Matt Verram to talk some more Chiefs as we head into the dark days of the offseason. Get ready. Get ready for some food segments and cereal segments and all that stuff. And if you want to stay connected, though, because we're not going anywhere, hit the description and see about becoming a member of the Arrowhead Attic podcast 
keep the conversation going with us in the Discord. Thank you to all of our members. Thank you to our producer, Richard. Thank you to Matt Connor, who joined us at the beginning of the show. Matt Verderam, Sterling Holmes, who is, I think, playing golf somewhere. We need a Patrick Allen hair emo. I'm I'm for it, Jay Ward. I'm trying to get my hair as high as Sterling's. It's not quite there, but we'll, we'll get there. I just Hey, shout out to up. Chris Albright for the cereal. Man sent me Count Chocula and Monster Mash in the mail. That's dedication. Oh. And he asked how it was going. Chris, it was gone in a night, buddy. It was gone. Yeah. It, that it was is the kind, that's the kind of support. That's the kind of support we love here at the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. All right. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next week. Enjoy your weekend and the warm weather that's sweeping across the nation. But until then, as always, go Chiefs. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Get everything for your next roofing project at Menards. Your roof is the first line of defense against the elements. Owens Corning Shingles are designed to offer long-lasting performance while providing ultimate protection. They have a limited lifetime warranty and up to a 130-mile-per-hour wind warranty. Choose from over 40 options designed to protect your home for years to come. Stay big on Shingles at Menards. And don't forget to check out our weekly ad on Menards.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.